0: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
0: right this way,
1: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd.
2: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Welcome to the Herd. Joy Taylor in for calling Cowherd. Alex Curry, Jason McIntyre, they will both be back tomorrow just in time for the
4: new year. Hope it's you crazy have. that it's already the new year. This year went very fast, I feel. Very fast. I know you always have words, right? We talked about this last year. You have a new word that I you do have, have a going new word. into the new. What is your word? I do have a new word. I did this not year. do well with my word this
3: year. My word this year was discipline. Oh, okay. I had some moments, but I overall do not feel that I held myself very accountable yes, in the you discipline did. space.
4: And yes. You, yes, you did.
3: You're kind, sis. I don't um, think I did. Everything. I I don't know if I want to name them all on air, but Um, I mean, overall, I'm a a somewhat disciplined person. Yeah. I'm not completely off the rails. Um, I wanted to do better about, uh, I have too much stuff. You know,
4: but we got you the, clo- the closet, I cleaner outer. We back did again. it. I
3: say my, I need her to it's back, back. again. It's not, it it's not as bad It's not as bad. We, we got to bring her back. You know, so it, that's, I got to fix that. I don't like cluttered spaces. It either, messes my anxiety. mind up. Um, so I got to work on that. So my word for this year, everywhere, every year at the beginning of the year, I pick a word that yeah. I'm going to apply to myself for the year. I don't like new year's resolutions because no one keeps them. Yeah. So what's the point? I do pay attention to my word though. It pops up throughout yeah. the year and I'm like, you know what? I did say I was going to do that. Um, so I try to keep it macro, you know. Yeah. And this year it's intentional. Ooh. I want to be more intentional. I like that. More intentional with my words, with my time, where I put my energy, what I apply myself as. Yeah. You know? So it's probably gonna be a lot less time on Twitter. Good. I've already done that actually. Okay. Good for <laughs> that's you. Actually, <laughs> I bet that's my, big. My Twitter cut like cut down as this year has throughout the year has gone to like eighty percent. Good for you. Like I, you I'm something. not on that app anymore. Baby steps. Um, I enjoy Twitter. Yeah, but it's just not. It's you know, Twitter's gone through its own renaissance this year. Yes. Um, regardless, intentional will be my word for 2023. And you have any resolutions? Colin tried some resolutions, a no, few years I have ago. a word they did too. Not last.
4: I you started with the word last year, and so you got me started on that. Last year oh, nice. was present. Okay, being that's very good. Present every single day and in the moment. And this year, it's create. Create professionally personally every I just want to create I like that yeah
3: I like that let's get wild I like that (laughs) let's get wild with the uh playoffs now Dave Hellman is going to join us from speak in just a few minutes, but we're going to take a quick look at the playoff picture as we're going into week 17. So let's start with the AFC playoffs. So just to paint the picture here, and I'm going to get a little complicated because I'm basically just giving my predictions for how this is going to play out for the next few weeks. So you can see, I'm sorry to our radio audience. You can see if you're on television where everyone is, obviously it's the bills, chiefs, Bengals, Jags, Ravens, chargers, dolphins in the playoffs at the moment, the Patriots, jets, Titans, and then you get into the Steelers and Raiders who basically have no chance, but are obviously still technically alive. So, the scenarios are what I think is going to happen is essentially what you're looking at right now for the AFC playoff picture, which will mean I'm wrong because this year has been insane, (laughs) but that's going to be my prediction. Uh, I am speaking a little bit with my heart here, so you can judge me if you want, but the Dolphins, I believe, will still make the playoffs. Now, they, they, they still need a lot. They need mm-hmm. to beat the Patriots next week, this week, beat the Jets in Week 18. If they lose one of those, depending on which games they lose, they need the, either the Seahawks to beat the Jets or the Bills to beat the Patriots in Week 18. I feel good about that Week 18 one. The Jets, they got to beat the Seahawks, beat the Dolphins, and then they need the Patriots to lose to either the Dolphins or the Bills. The Patriots need a lot. Now, Tennessee-Jacksonville is a bonus playoff game. So that's kind of fun for us. Whoever wins this game is in and whoever loses is out. So I love this game for us in in week 18 because whoever wins this will win the AFC South. So we get a bonus playoff game, which is fun. And then you have the rest of the AFC, which basically need miracles to happen. Miracles do happen. Mm -hmm. Miracles happen. But I don't think it's going to happen for any of these teams. So I'm going to pick the Dolphins and I think the AFC playoff picture will stay as it is. I'm also picking Jacksonville, which is why I think the AFC playoff picture will stay that way. Now, let's get to the NFC, and then we will talk to Dave Hellman about some of this as we get into the Cowboys. So the Lions uh, have been a really fun story. They need a whole lot to happen. Um, I love that Dan Campbell has gotten the team to where they are. They obviously had a terrible loss last week, which did not help. But the playoff picture right now is Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Bucks, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, and then you have the Seahawks and the Lions in the Hunts. Then you have the Packers, Panthers, and Saints who need a whole lot. Aaron Rodgers, as you mentioned earlier, Alex, is a little banged up. They mm-hmm. need to beat the Vikings and the Lions. And then they need the Giants to lose out <laughs> or, the Com- and, or the Commanders to lose one. So they need a whole lot to happen outside of beating two really good teams in the Lions and the Vikings. The Lions need to do a lot the Giants don't lose to Jeff Saturday and the Eagles backups. So they're they're going to be in if they win this weekend against the Colts, which I think will happen. So it's basically going to come down to the Commanders and the Seahawks, and I'm going to go with the Commanders. So I, I know I'm not being very edgy here, but – Looking at how the season has gone for these teams that are on the edge of the playoffs at this point, the Commanders need to beat the Browns next week, which I think they'll do, and then beat the Cowboys in Week 18. If Washington goes 1-1, one one, the Lions, Packers, and Seahawks all have to lose at least one game, which I think they will do. So that's why I think Washington has an easier path and will get in. That said, they did decide to go with Carson Wentz. So anything's on the board. So we'll see how it all plays out. With that being said, here's Dave Hellman, my co-host on Speak on FS1 4:30 30 Eastern Weekdays. Yeah. Also covered the Cowboys for 10 years and writes for Fox Sports. A writer. We have a writer. We've had a multiple writer. writers because we had a writer and Emmanuel Acho on
5: yesterday. That's a good point. I'm happy to be one of them. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for
3: thanks for joining me, even though I'm, I'm going to hurt your reputation because Cowboys fans are mad at me.
5: You could never stop. I mean Maybe
4: he will help your reputation. I don't know. Ooh. I genuinely like look at, it I that genuinely way. Genuinely look at the positive side of things. So I,
5: I can I help give you some cred. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, can, I can make things work I'm with s- Cowboys see. Nation. We'll see.
3: Maybe maybe that will happen. Maybe that will smooth <laughs> things over with Cowboys Nation. I I don't I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but I, I don't actually watch any of the videos and read all of your complaints. I'm aware they're out there, but I don't I have stuff to do. I apologize. Um but I do appreciate that you guys are watching the show. And even if you're upset, I, I like the discourse. Like I said yesterday, maybe tone it down on the death threats. But everything else uh, is fine.
5: Yeah, that's fine For the cool. most part. Don't do that.
3: Um, but the Cowboys fans are interesting. I have a lot of Cowboys fans in my life, actually. My mother is a Cowboys fan. And uh, I respect the resilience of Cowboys fans. <laughs> I do. Because if we're being honest, factual, which I like to stay in that space... It's been almost three decades of pure disappointment for the Cowboys. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yet still, every year, I am uh, berated into admitting that the Cowboys are somehow Super Bowl contenders. Now, this year, I will admit, feels a little bit different, and that is because of the defense. But the way that the Cowboys are playing right now, particularly the Cowboys' defense, is that— am I, am I riding on their reputation from earlier this season?
5: I mean, I think that's that's the central focal point of where the Cowboys are. And I think that's – I think Cowboy fans are a little bit on edge. And you're not, you're not the first person that has told me, this team feels different. And I just – I laugh and I think back to last year when I thought that team felt different. And a big part of that was their defense. They mm-hmm. led the league in takeaways. Trayvon Diggs had 11 interceptions. They reliably got the ball back to their offense. And they – lost in the first game of the playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers at home uh so I laugh because it's just like and look I've covered this team for 10 years and at some point there's like a hamster wheel effect where you're Mm -hmm. just like man we are running a lot and not going anywhere like we're not the Cowboys are not achieving milestones beyond the divisional round of the playoffs if they even get that far um and so I think that is where the anxiety comes in. I think that's why Cowboy fans are a little defensive right now. Is that this is this is a really good team. What? They've won 11 games. They've yep. already locked they locked up their playoff spot weeks ahead of the end of the season for the second year in a row, which was never really a thing for them in the Jason Garrett era. And so they want Cowboy fans want to believe, of course they do. They want to believe this team is different. There's a lot of evidence that suggests that it is. They're a little bit banged up. They haven't gotten after the quarterback as successfully as they had as they had earlier in the season. The last month or so, the sacks haven't been coming at quite the same rate. A lot yeah. of that is injuries. The secondary is injured, uh, and then obviously, regardless of whose fault it is, the offense consistently has a turnover problem. That's just facts. We, we don't we can blame Dak. We don't have to blame Dak. You know how I feel. You do a show with me every day, <laughs> uh, but the point is, is like. This is a good team, but there's a lot of evidence that suggests that they play the type of football that might bite them in the playoffs. And so I think Cowboy fans are just very, very anxious right now, thinking like, are we going to do this again? Are we going to have a team that's capable of winning 11 and 12 games and not make any noise in the playoffs? Because that's what it's all about.
3: Well, you and I joke about the Cowboys juice because I was with you on the Cowboys last year. I'm despite what uh, Twitter will tell you, I am a huge Dak defender. And Dak fan, as Alex brought up when we were uh, in the break, I advocated for Dak to get paid the entire time, mostly because I thought it was outrageous, this idea that Dak shouldn't be paid. When he did all that he did for the Cowboys, like, oh, well, if we pay Dak, we're not going to have players around. What? Why is that my <laughs> problem? I'm a fourth round draft pick. Look what I've done for, for, on that salary. If you couldn't put players around me, then what do I care that if I get paid, you can't put players around me? then you can't figure it out. Like, that's, that's how that works. I'm glad Dak got paid. I thought he should have been paid before Zeke. And I think that you're, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak. My question with the Cowboys is, and, and, and I, this is where, where I got last year when I was with you, thinking that they were able to make a run and it was an, a disappointing exit and in the most disastrous way possible from the playoffs, is what do they actually need? to make a run because it feels like they have everything. They have a a quarterback capable of winning a Super Bowl. I know everyone bangs on their uh, skill positions. I don't think that their receivers are that bad. I think CeeDee Lamb is fully capable. They clearly have a running game that is top in the league. They have a defense. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. What is this mysterious amoeba that keeps the Cowboys from winning?
5: That's a really good question, and and I think you you make a good point. I mean, I could sit here. I don't think I don't think the Cowboys' skill players are as good as they could be, specifically in the passing game. I think. Sure, they should have kept Amari Ma- Cooper. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could do I could do a whole show on that. I think I've been banging that drum since they traded him, and so I mean, there are way there are things you can identify, right? Like especially with the injuries they're suffering right now, the cornerback position outside of Trayvon Diggs really doesn't look inspiring. The flip side of that is. Everybody in the league feels that way. Like every playoff team is like, damn, like we're just catching some bad luck right now. We we, you know, we, we got the wrong injuries. We don't have the right guys. So to your point, I think I think there are ways the Cowboys could improve their roster. But at some point, you just you got to make something happen, right? I mean, that's why you have a quarterback like Dak. That's why you have one of the best three pass rushes in the league. Again, I mean, we, we, how often do we talk about what the Bengals were able to do last year? Well, I, I that was is not an inspiring I, roster. Right. And they I were was able to run of through the, the Bengals
3: when you were saying that. We're talking to Dave Hellman, uh, my co host on Speak on FS1. I, I was thinking of the Bengals. I'm like, I don't, everyone always wants an excuse, right? For why it doesn't work for them. But the Bengals to me reset the clock on everybody. Like, honey, you don't need a perfect team. You don't need a perfect quarterback. There's plenty of people that don't think that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback or even in that category in the league. Now, they're wrong, but they think that. They think Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. like They can go on and on and on with the quarterbacks that are better than Joe Burrow. He had a terrible offensive line. He was running for his life. He took a 2-14 Bengals team to the Super Bowl. So you're telling me that was all Jamar
5: Chase? And and we see this you see it pretty reliably. Like of course the one and two seeds in any playoffs are they have a leg up, right? Especially the team with home field advantage. But you see I don't want to call them lesser teams, but wild card teams, teams yeah. that are down the seeding. I mean, I know the Bucks were loaded, but they were a wild card the year they won the Super Bowl. They got swept by a Saints team that still had Drew Brees. not Maybe not Drew Brees at his peak, but still. And they went on the road in the playoffs and won a game against them and then won at Lambeau in January. Like, year after year, it's mathematically certain somebody has to string a run of wins together, right? right? And not all of those teams are the best team in the league. And you're right. I mean... I could sit here and give you half a dozen reasons like, oh, the the Cowboys pass protection, if it could just be a little better, if they just had a better uh, number three receiver. But at the end of the day, like this is a good enough team to make noise in the playoffs. And again, I think to go back to my original point, I think that gives Cowboys fans anxiety because they know this is a good team. They know they can run the ball, they can rush the passer, and they have a pretty damn good quarterback. Like those are three really important things toward making noise in the playoffs. And if they can't do it this year... And I I mean, I'm not even saying Super Bowl, but like at least make some noise. Win a game, maybe get to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1996, the 95 season. Look,
3: obviously, every team wants to win a Super Bowl. And I don't like saying it's a good season if you don't, because no one wants to hear that. And I'm about winning, so I get that. But you also have to assess where you are and what you've been. So making it to an NFC Championship game, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, is an unbelievable season
5: regardless of how it goes but Cowboys fans don't want to hear that that's well I think to some degree they do I think a lot of Cowboy fans would be happy with that that is a sign of progress that they have not seen but again this it's such a special fan base because of all the weird circumstances it's a huge fan base it's a national fan base it's a polarizing team if you don't love them you hate them and so anything short of winning the Super Bowl is gonna get you clowned on. It's just what it is. <laughs> no, it it's is. what, it, and it, it doesn't is. matter. They could put. Let's say they get to the NFC title game and they lose a classic at the gun. You think anybody's gonna give Cowboy fans any grace? I don't know. I th- look, not people, not very many people
3: who hate Cowboys fans when the Cowboys won't. But I think that would be unreasonable.
5: It would be like a
3: great. I it would be do that.
5: unreasonable, but unreasonable. But it won't stop it from happening.
3: No, correct, because we are an unreasonable people, sports fans. We don't make any sense. Right. But I, I would give the Cowboys a lot of credit if they had a great game in the NFC Championship game and and lost to a, an a better opponent. Sure. Like, okay, that's that's a great season. I, I actually even think that Jerry would be happy with that. So yeah, I think who, so too. Who do you feel? most confident in Dave in the in the NFC cuz obviously you have to put together those wins to get to the Super Bowl. We won't predict the Super Bowl because whatever, we'll get there when we get there. There's there's no fun in that. Right now yeah, everyone's a little injured, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I hate
5: that question.
3: Well, cuz everybody <laughs> like you look at I really do. You, I know, but I'm asking it anyway. Uh you look at each team <clears throat> in the NFC playoffs right now, just assuming we go chalk and nothing weird happens. Everybody has a question mark. Like Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts is banged up. Lane Johnson is banged up. They have other injuries as well. Minnesota is just just weird.
5: They are the weirdest team in the The league.
3: The weirdest team in the league. Great record, but weird. San Francisco has a seventh-round rookie playing quarterback, albeit doing an amazing job, but we aren't in the postseason yet. I mean, Tampa. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Dallas, we just discussed. And Giant, the Giants in Washington. Let's say it's any version of the Giants, Washington, Seattle, or Detroit. I mean, what are we what are and we making of that?
5: Don't even don't forget the slim possibility that the two-time MVP yes. backs his way into the playoffs. Yeah, there's uh, that
3: that's that's gonna take uh, quite a bit of a miracle. But still, could happen. It's out there. It's out there. Like Man. who do you, you got right now? You got to pick. Yeah. Who do you feel most confident in? <sighs> Because you talked about the top teams in the league. Like, to me, I agree with you. Like, it's weird. These these playoff teams, they go on runs. You've got to string together these wins. But that's why I still lean on Philadelphia.
5: Yeah. I'm – Philadelphia is a logical answer. And I think it's easy to talk yourself into, like – You know, Jalen Hurts is going to have some time to get right Right. before they have to play a meaningful game. And and Lane Johnson, he's the best right tackle in football. He's tough as nails. If anybody can play through that injury, he can. And barring a complete collapse, the Eagles will have home field advantage throughout. I mean, all they got to do is win one of these last two and they have it. So I think that's the right answer. But like. I hate to sound like Emmanuel Acho, but, like, the Niners, man. Yeah. I mean, like – like, and, and, like, I – it's funny. Like, I always – I joke with people. Like, I don't believe in superstitions. I'm like, wash your shirt. That's not why your team's winning. Please. This is so what? stupid. Everything matters. No, it doesn't. <laughs>
4: Everything but, does matter.
5: But I still, like, around – like, after what we saw last year and just knowing, like, the dogs that the Niners have on that team, it's hard not to be, like – you just trust them. You trust them because you've seen them do it. For as talented as the Eagles are, we haven't seen them do it. Correct. Not, not this iteration of the team. Like, sure, there are some guys left over from 2017, but the core of this team, outside of, like, Lane Johnson and, and Jason Kelsey, not so much. Obviously, we've never seen the Cowboys do it. The Bucks, we know they have Brady, but they haven't strung together two good performances all season. The Vikings are the Vikings. I mean, if you want to get on that roller coaster, you're more than welcome to. But, like, I'm I'm okay sitting that one out. And then you're like, yeah, we know the Niners can do this. We know they've got, like, six all-pro caliber players on their roster. So, Philly's, Philly's the safe answer. But, like, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I don't know. I don't I want any part Niners, of the Niners right now.
3: I think the Niners, even with the questions about how Brock Purdy is going to perform in the postseason – I think it's a perfectly reasonable answer. I mean, you're right. Most of that roster is they're this a
5: quarterback-proof team. I think I believe that. Like as long as Purdy doesn't melt down to an absurd degree, like right. a four turnover day, I think they're a quarterback-proof team, which is a tough thing to be in the NFL.
3: Well, you know the deep, barring the uh, defensive collapse, which we've really only seen against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs, yeah. So then Super Bowl, right? You know. Y- there's just, nobody you on you the NFC. The
5: There's nobody on the NFC side of the bracket that should scare you. And then it's you get a, a one off game against whoever comes out of the AFC. I
3: can't wait for these playoffs. They're gonna be gonna so be, good. Be so it's, gonna be amazing. it's just been so much parody in the league. And I love when we have questions about everyone because that like that makes it exciting. It makes fan bases out of their mm-hmm. minds that they can they believe that their team has a chance and why not? Because they really all do because everyone has a question mark at this point in the season.
5: I've been thinking about this a lot too. It's exciting as well because and I'm not trying to like usher Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers into retirement. Play as long as you want to, but we're like turning over a new generation. Like outside of Patrick Mahomes, nobody in these playoffs has and and, and Tom Brady, but we'll leave him out. But outside of those two, like nobody has really climbed the mountaintop. Like, everybody... Everyone has something to prove. Everybody. I mean, Jalen Hurts has to prove that he's that dude. Josh Allen has to get over the hump. Joe Burrow didn't win the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert, we know all about that. If Lamar Jackson can get healthy, that's a fascinating storyline. Dak Prescott, obviously. Like, there might not be a bigger magnifying glass on a quarterback. And, like, really, outside of those two guys. So, there's 14 teams in the playoffs. And two of them we've kind of seen them do it. Everybody else has something to prove. And that is a ton of fun.
3: It is because this is a, a season where uh, it's going to be a post season where people can really start to write chapters of their legacies because we have right. almost all of the young uh, ascending stars in the post season. And that's really exciting. Uh, one more Cowboys question before I, I send you to get lunch, I suppose.
5: Uh, yes. yes. Uh, right away. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't know what we have today. Uh, I'll be getting it later. Uh, Dave Hellman, my co-host on Speak on FS1, covered the Cowboys for 10 seasons. Uh, is Micah Parsons the defensive player of the year? I think he is. Now, that's no disrespect to Bosa, who's obviously had an unbelievable season. But here's my argument for, for Micah Parsons before okay. I ask you this. And maybe you agree with me. I feel like Micah is the quarterback of that defense. When I think of the San Francisco defense, I think of Everyone.
5: Is that wrong? No, I, I mean, Micah and and J. Ron Curse. I mean, Jaron Ron Curse doesn't get the spotlight. But yeah, and I guess you have to throw Demarcus Lawrence in there. But I mean, Micah Parsons. No, no, no. They
3: have a great defense. But, but I'm saying when I think of no, how the Dallas defense he,
5: goes. He is like the pacemaker. He's the most talented player on the defense. They look to him. Yeah, I think that's fair.
3: So is he a defensive player with you?
5: You know, what's? I mean, I love Micah and I think you can easily put a case together. And I think the case that you put together is all of the different things he does. Like he rushes the passer like a madman. He makes impact plays. Like he's one of those guys who seems to be attracted to the ball. Like he's always around the ball. If it's on the turf, he scored a touchdown against the bears. He's made plays in coverage as a true off ball linebacker. He's better as a pass rusher, but he's just the most versatile defender in the NFL the problem i think is we know these words are narrative driven and i think bosa's been more consistently making plays you know and and mike is very banged up like you can tell watching him that he's fighting through a lot of stuff but you know he had two sacks against the giants on thanksgiving and I believe he had one sack. Uh, he had one sack against the Jags. Uh, another play. If the if the Cowboys beat the Jags in that crazy game, we're talking about how Micah fell on the ball to ice the game and and keep Trevor Lawrence from winning. So yeah, like he he always has a knack for making these plays. But Bosa's has just been more consistently getting sacks. And I I won't be surprised if that wins out. But I abs- I would vote for Micah absolutely. I think the versatility, the penchant for being around the ball in big moments. I think that matters. I think he would do himself a world of help if he could make a couple more plays like that in these last two games though
3: yeah and both is certainly deserving i just i do think that micah has a case dave hellman covered the dallas cowboys for 10 years still writes for foxsports.com and is my co-host on speak on fs1 i will see you
5: in yeah, like right over there in a couple hours two
3: hours yeah Can't something wait. like that come and join us on speak at 4 30 eastern thanks for joining us dave when we come back on the herd joy taylor in for colin get it's alex curry with the news
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at
2: noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum,
1: you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
0: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older, that dips. I'm gonna tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo's Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy. 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D.
2: 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
4: Sunday, it's a New Year's Day edition of NFL on Fox, as the Eagles try to clinch a division title when they take on the Saints, or the Jets battle the Seahawks with both teams looking to keep their playoff hopes alive. Check local listings for the game in your area only on Fox and the Fox Sports app.
3: Welcome back to The Herd. Joy Taylor in for Colin Cowherd with Alex Curry and for Jason McIntyre. Yesterday and today, they will be back tomorrow in time for New Year's. I'll be on Speak later today on FS1, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to Dave Hellman for just joining us in studio talking Cowboys. Hopefully we made the Cowboys fans feel good. There you go. You're, you're, You're turning
4: your Cowboy fans.
3: I? I don't You're know. Personally. I'm saying the same thing I've I I always say, I just maybe I'm saying it in a different tone. I know my tone can offend people sometimes, so eh, you just got to get used to it. I don't have like the most cheery disposition, so sometimes yeah. it's opposites. like yeah, we are. We're like complete opposites. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we get along. We're like Alex is perma happy. Yep. Uh, which I love and I am Daria. So, I don't know. That's that's probably why. <laughs> I'm saying the same things I always say. Yeah. It's just I don't say it the way that they want to hear it. I don't know. It's fine. It's uh, you. It is Alex Curry with the news.
4: That's okay. all I can be. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Turn on the news,
0: this is the herdline
2: news. Hello.
4: Well, the Raiders made the decision to bench Derek Carr yesterday and it signals a potential move off the longtime Raiders quarterback. And Devontae Adams was definitely not happy about the decision, taking to Instagram with a heartfelt post for his friend saying, this man gave everything he had. The reason I'm a Raider, one of the most disciplined and loving people I know, got my brother's back through whatever, and you know, can't respect it. Excuse my language. F you. Love you, bro. <laughs> now... He also went on to say in a couple interviews yesterday that no one in the locker room, Devontae Adams said no one in the locker room was excited about this decision. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously. And Devontae was excited about this decision. It, it, there you go. Except one. Now, Devontae, obviously, because it's his good friend and he is the reason that he came to the Raiders. So that's another key point here, because with this move in this decision, it's feeling like Derek Carr is not going to be with the Raiders moving forward. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Devontae Adams, the reason he came to the Raiders is he wanted to be with a quarterback who was going to be long term with a team. He couldn't depend on Aaron Rodgers wanting to be more than maybe a year or two with the Packers. And now he's in this situation again. So I have a feeling Carr's gone. Adams is going to want to get out of there pending if there's a Brady situation. Tom Brady. That goes, goes there. there. That's a different situation. Yeah. But if not, not only, I mean, the front office made it very clear. They are taking the coach's side over the quarterback and the player side. And the players are not happy with it. And they are siding, obviously, with Derek Carr and the player side. They're taking the coach's side because they're not going to pay
3: Josh McDaniels to go away. Yeah. Because that's not what the Raiders do. That's, that's not what they do. They're not trying to spend more money on a coach that's not coaching there. Josh McDaniels has no reputation of being able to turn anything around. They're going to draft a quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. well, the last quarterback he drafted was Tim Tebow. Woo! Good luck with that. <laughs> Woo. I, I'm with you. I, I I mean, depending on how this goes, Devontae yeah. Adams could make a fuss. And he oh, yeah. would be... Fully within his right to do so. Mm-hmm. People might not like that, but look, you left a two-time MVP to come here, and you changed it up. Yeah. I came here for Derek Carr, for him. He's so, his good friend. So if you kind of you trot out some nonsense, yeah. Next year, you're not tricking off my career. No, I, this is not what was promised. Mm-mm. Now, I, I didn't. I didn't think it was a bad move for him to leave Aaron Rodgers because we don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. be there. But again, he came here for some sort of civility. Longevity. No, you could yeah. argue that's risky considering yeah. it's, the, it's Raiders, the Raiders. But Derek Carr's not there anymore. That's no. his guy. It's so there. uh, there's a lot there's a lot up in the air with the Raiders. They have to make some real decisions. I don't know what would point what decision they've made uh-uh. in the last 10 years would point to them being capable of making the right decision, certainly not in the draft. I would be
4: very concerned if I was Devontae Adams. I would be concerned if you were a player on the Raiders right now because Derek Carr was the heart and soul and the anchor of this team as long as he's been a part of this franchise. Now, if he's gone and you're trying to recruit other players now to come to this team next season, season after that, they're going to look at how you just treated the heart and soul of this team and just let him. Uh, I mean, look, Not to, let him like, go. Derek go Carr
3: but like, had a terrible season, so yes. it's not. It's not that outrageous but when you look be at his play
4: in the last two games of the season. Not even be on the field. Not be at practice. It's like, okay, done. You're bye. You're healthy, but bye. Like, I don't know how much that matters to players coming
3: in as much as it matters to players that are already there. This is a cutthroat business. This happens all the time. So uh, I, I think it matters more to the guys who are in the building. I think it matters yeah. more to a guy like Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams, how they move forward. But if they, if they, like I said, if they trot out some nonsense next year, that's yeah. not going to help their case with no. anything. No. And if I'm a Raiders fan, I, I'm personally outraged. I know that people are, yeah. Raiders fans are a little bit split on Derek Carr, but there's no arguing that he has been the anchor for Heart this team. He's had six different coaches, nonsense after nonsense, after incident after mm-hmm. incident, after draft pick being cut, not renewed. It's, it's, it's been terrible defense. They're last in sacks. Yeah. I really don't know who could succeed in
4: this type of situation, no and I
3: guess we're probably going to find out.
4: Yeah, that's mm, frustrating for fans, players, and the organization. But moving on to an organization that was frustrating the last couple of years, but now they're really turning things around, the Jaguars. They have won four of their last five games, setting up a big week 18 showdown with the Titans that will decide the AFC South. Now that makes this weekend's matchup with the Texans far less important, but Doug Peterson is not planning on resting any starters. Here's what he had to say.
0: This is never a meaningless game. Never, ever, ever, ever. Um, You play, you play to win every game. Um, And, and, um, you know, the only way I rest players is if they're hurt and and can't go. (laughs)
4: I think that's important, especially that they've won four of their last five games. They are on a roll. You do not want to break what is going on with this team right now, especially with a young team that is fighting, fighting to get into the playoffs. This is when you see special things happen with young teams. When you get on a run towards the end of the regular season, you're fighting every last moment, especially the very last game of the regular season, which is going to determine how your playoffs pan out. It's the right move. Ew. What?
3: Like, what is this resting, resting. players? Like, th- th- That's for a team that's already proven yeah. and has experience and is not ascending and has players who are genuinely hurt Yeah. and need Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, Needs to rest. who need rest. Yeah. What are we talking about, resting players? For what? No. It's football. Shady yeah. has a great line. We play football. Yeah. They give us money, we play football. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's but it's your job. You give me money, I come talk on air. That's yeah. how this works. Like that's it is job. your job. Yeah. You get breaks in the offseason. Yeah. This is what this is for. Fans pay money to go see you play. That's why they buy the jerseys and the popcorn. Like, yeah. this is what it is. If you're hurt, yeah, rest him. If he's, if somebody needs another week to recover because they're genuinely hurt, and you don't need this game, then that person doesn't play. If, yeah, injury makes sense. Injury, injury. Not resting players. No. This is, is nonsense. No, nothing has been proven with Jacksonville. Mm-mm. This isn't a team that is perennially in the the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl. No, and this is, they're full of veterans, and this is just another just another postseason run. Absolutely not. I don't even know where this this. Who else did this come up with? We talked about this recently.
4: Um, we talked about this yesterday.
3: I forget who else asked,
4: but yeah, stop asking this. Yeah. Nobody's resting players. No, if you're injured, you don't play. Yeah, these are oh, no. the Bears. Yeah, yeah. What? No. <laughs> like,
3: what have the Bears proven that they need to be resting Justin no. Fields?
4: Draft picks. They D- want the, 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 people were talking yeah, about we're getting tanking. the draft. Pick. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 but no. No, guys, you, you, you play till the very end when yes. you have young players. You need to build that confidence. You need, to, you, you stop, need the experience. Yeah, stop being silly. Yeah. OK. Well, switching gears to someone who is proving themselves this year is Zion Williamson had a statement game last night in a 119 to 118 win over the Timberwolves. Zion put up a career high 43 points, including scoring the final 14 points for mm-hmm. the Pelicans. He also received some MVP praise from his teammates following the win. Here's Zion on his motivation for last night's performance
2: you know I watch a lot of old school players and I like to break, try to figure out their mindsets and all their mindsets was the same people remember winners so you know whenever that time comes for me to be done with the game of basketball I, be able to, I want people to say that he was a winner and CJ looked at me and said you want to be great this it's time to step up and that was all the motivation I needed
4: this is a big prove-it season for Zion. He is proving everybody wrong. Last season, the narrative was he's done, he's washed up. He he was too big for his own body. He's really grown into his body now, and he's using that muscle and that size properly here. And the game plan was, at the end of the game, get the ball to Z and get the F out of the way. <laughs> and he proved why he had all the hype Coming out of college. I mean, obviously, he missed he's missed 58% of his games in his Pelican career. Yeah. Which I mean, is crazy the, when you put the,
3: that in perspective. There's been issues with him being on the court. Yes. There's, there's no doubt about that. Availability is his biggest And listen, issue availability and is a skill. Whatever it you is. say, it doesn't matter how good you are if you're not on the court. Look at the Lakers with Anthony Davis this year. Oof. And, and for four years. Yes. You're on the court. Then it matters. It's great. You gotta be on the court. Yeah. It doesn't matter how great how much greatness you have on the bench. Mm-mm. So Zion being on the court and performing like this is, is incredible. It's great for Zion and mm-hmm. his development and his ascension in the NBA. We know yeah. what Zion is capable yeah. of on the high end and having a career high in that game last night was uh, was incredible to watch. I mean, he's he's an unbelievable player. We have a really great core of young, great players. Exciting. Exciting players. Yeah. Ja, Zion, mm-hmm. Luka. I mean, the, the future of the NBA is very bright, and Did it's great hands. to see that Zion is out there and, and being consistent with yeah. it. Yeah, That's Alex Curry with the news. Well, that's the
2: news.
1: And thanks for stopping by.
2: The lie News.
3: All right, we have two days left in the year. Two and a half. Friday, days. Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Oh, Saturday's New Year's Saturday Eve. Saturday night is New Year's Gosh. Eve. Gosh, it's almost the end of 2022. So <laughs> what day is it? Who are it's we, are it's we, we it's upside down? The in between. We're gonna take a look back at some of the biggest sports moments, some memories from 2022. When we come back on the herd,
0: be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero Pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dipper's Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S., So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% Ritual.
2: cdkngco dkng.co for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
3: Welcome back to The Herd. Joy Taylor in for Colin Cowherd. Alex Curry in for Jason McIntyre. They will be back tomorrow. Just a few days left of 2022. I hope you had a great 2022. You had a decent 2022.
4: You had a great 2022. I did have a great 2022. You had a great I traveled 2022. traveled a lot. You did. You went everywhere. I did. I was on the road. Yeah, I love it. Went to Paris
3: mm-hmm. and Morocco. Morocco and Spain. Yeah. Uh, we went to New York. We did go to New I was York. Go- I'm going back. I'm going to do one of those obnoxious social media things do where it. I go through all the moments. Yeah. It's like, your
4: da- it's like your yearly scrapbook. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I was just looking at our New York pictures. It's a good time. That was a really fun time. We went and watched boxing. I had my first Celsius and was like bouncing out of my seat. <laughs> we were just talking Celsius. about that.
3: <laughs> um, all right. Well being that this year is ending and it's going to be 2023. Let's take a look back at some of the best moments. These aren't in any particular order, just a little journey down memory lane. Most recently, Messi Uh, winning the World Cup in the greatest World Cup final the world has ever seen. Epic. Over France and Mbappe, who had the game of his life. He was unbelievable. So Argentina won 4-2 on penalties. First World Cup win for Messi, obviously. Argentina's first World Cup win since 1986. I feel like we should be playing. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. that was fine. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> uh, uh odd lang sign. Uh, he played his record-setting 26th World Cup match in the finals and it's potentially his last World Cup appearance. But it was an unbelievable match. Uh, incredible to watch. Just a delight. That was one of the best soccer
4: games I've ever seen.
3: Yes. Yeah. F- football. We call it soccer. Okay. Uh, the Rams win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Sean McVay, youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl in NFL history at 36 years old, representing for a uh, for the Young Bucks. Stafford, who had zero career playoff wins before joining the Rams, led three straight game-winning drives in the playoffs. Aaron Donald, also obviously, and OBJ getting Super Bowls in that Super Bowl here in Los Angeles. I was there. It was a great sports moment. And uh, and I was very happy for Stafford, Yeah, who uh, suffered in a, in a bad organization at the Lions. Let's just call mm-hmm. it what it is. And uh, the Lions were so aware of it, they let him go, <laughs> very gracefully. And I think everyone was really happy for him to see them get a Rams Super Bowl win. Steph Curry and the Warriors, the NBA title, their fourth championship in the last eight seasons, reached the finals in six of the last eight years. The first team to win. Over four titles in an eight-season span since Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls of 91 to 98. Steph Curry, finals MVP, unanimously for the first time in his career, four-time NBA champion. It was an unbelievable finals, and it was great for them to cement themselves as a dynasty. I don't care what you say. They're, they're, they are they're a dynasty. dynasty. Federer and Serena retire from tennis. Serena stepping away at age 40, 23 Grand Slam titles, most by any player in the Open era. 73 career gram s- single titles. Roger Federer retiring at 41. 20 Grand Slam titles. That's the third most all-time and eight Wimbledon titles. The most all-time. So two of the goats stepping away from the sports. Aaron Judge's home run record. Oof. Passed Roger Maris for the most home run, home run. 62 in a single season in American League history. Which was three days after the 61st anniversary of the day that Maris passed Babe Ruth with his 61st yeah. home run. Names AL MVP, only Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa have hit more home runs in a single season. One of the game's greats. Coach K, retiring. We have a lot of retirers yep. <laughs> in this list. But Coach K retired, winning his coach in Division I men's basketball history, 42 seasons as a college basketball coach. That's incredible. Five national championships, 13 Final Four appearances, three-time gold medal winner. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, Mm -hmm. basketball coaches of all time, and obviously in the Hall of Fame and the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Becky Hammond and the Aces winning the WNBA title, first major, major professional sports title for the city of Las Vegas, which is emerging as a professional sports city. The Las Vegas Aces, first WNBA title. And Becky Hammond, Coach of the Year, first WNBA coach to win a title in their first season, and first former player to win a title as a head coach. Obviously, she was with Greg Popovich and the Spurs for eight seasons before joining the Aces. Great win and championship for Becky Hammond and the Aces in the WNBA. Georgia, winning the national championship game. Georgia's different. Georgia's different, boy. They are They're fast hot. and big, and they are up for, back for a chance for back-to-back national titles uh, like Alabama did in, 11, in 2011 and 2012. They had an unbelievable national championship game, beating Alabama 33-18. Keely Ringo, uh, game-ending, pick six. Really fun national championship game. Dusty Baker wins the World Series.
4: The Astros beat the Phillies. In six games. You were there. I was there. You were there. That was the one thing I was excited and happy for was Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. As a a Dodger and Angel fans, it's hard to be happy for the Astros. It is. But Dusty it's hard Baker for most man. fans to be
3: happy for the Astros, but Dusty Baker was a great silver lining in all of it. His uh. first World Series, 55 years in Major League Baseball and previously had the most wins by any manager without a World yep. Series title, but he has one now. And finally, the GOAT, Sue Bird, retired after, at 41 years old, her entire 21-year career spent with the Seattle Storm, five Olympic gold medals, two-time national champion, 13-time all-star, Four-time WNBA champion, the goat walks away. So a lot of retirees. So it's it's kind of it's the changing of the guards right now it is for for a lot of for a lot of sports a lot of spaces in sports. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a great year, a great sports year. Uh, tweet us your moments. We didn't we didn't intentionally miss any of them. We just wanted to highlight some yes. great moments. It's not necessarily a list. The countdown, if you will, to 2023. Joy Taylor and Alex Curry in for Colin Coward and Jason McIntyre. When we come back, we'll have Mark Sanchez in studio.